I'm Josh Barrow. And I'm Lynette Lopez. And this is Hard Pass. We are here with Michael Fisher. He is one of the few people that were in the room at Apple while they were hatching their plan for the Apple Store. And now, after decades and decades and decades of work in retail, he is here to impart his wisdom. So at what part of the opening store process did were you pulled in? So I worked at Bloomingdale's. Okay. And I used to put Apple computers always in the windows because I loved Apple computers. I was sort of the king of tying tech into fashion. So there was this woman, Susan Florenza, now it's Susan Lindbergh, who worked at Apple, and she was like their marketing director. And I would call her up and say, can I have blue iMacs? She'd say, sure. And she'd send me like 50 blue iMacs, and I'd put them in the windows. So I'm at Bloomingdale's and blah, 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 and I get this call, and Suzanne goes, would you ever want to work for Apple? I said, doing what? I can't tell you now, but would you come out to California? I said, sure. You know, why not? What do I have to lose? So I flew out to California, and um, they said, you're going to meet with Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs wasn't Steve Jobs back then. He was Steve Jobs. Like, it wasn't Steve Jobs. He had come back as CEO how many years prior at this point? It was not that long. No, not that long. And still, Apple was still dying. Right. The stock was nothing. He had been fired, and the company had gone through. So this was... You've seen all the movies. Yeah. So I fly out there, and I went in to meet him, and I had my portfolio and a suit on, and I spent an hour with him. And we looked at my book, and we talked about life, and blah, blah, blah. So I left, and HR at the time said, what do you want? I said, what do you mean, what do I want? (laughs) They said, well, he interviewed a million people. He spent two minutes with every person. He spent an hour with you. What do you want? Amazing. So I called my boyfriend at the time, and I'm like, can we live in Silicon Valley? And he's like, I'm not living in Silicon Valley. Yeah. <laughs> you this can is, live in Silicon Valley. This is still Valley. a question. Can one live in Silicon <laughs> right, Valley? Right. Especially post New so York. So I moved. Lord. And there was no Apple store. There was nothing. So it was. we used to have creative meetings every Tuesday with Steve and Ron and myself and Hiroki. And we would discuss materials and finishes and looks. And, and it was amazing. Like, I get tears in my eyes when I think about him. Because he was such an amazing guy. There's all these horror stories of him and so mean. And if you didn't know what you were doing, he was mean. But if you knew what you were doing, he loved you. I watched the Twin Towers come down with him in a creative meeting. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. You're sitting in this me- in these meetings and gathering everything that is the Apple brand. How do you translate that tech sensibility and that sexiness into a retail experience? How did you start thinking about it? Well, we had an amazing guy with me, Ron Johnson. You know, So he loves retail and knows retail very well. So between him and I, we both had that fashion sense, or not even that fashion sense, but that department store retail sense we know we know like we've learned it we've grew up there um so i think that i probably brought more of a fashion sense to it and ron brought more of the retail sense to it and steve liked that i had that sort of edge about me that it was um a different edge than just boxed goods on the floor what was the feeling you wanted people to get when they walked into the store friendly welcoming and that we will help you Um, because so many of those things devices particularly especially with a woman you have a lot of fear about it 
like it's a big hurdle to try to do that. Guys are easy because guys will sit there and fiddle with it and do it and go. But it needed to be feminized. And I think that that was an important part of the Apple Store and the Apple experience, making it feel more warm instead of just a gadget. You know, I'll never forget the first, the opening of the first store. Like, Ron and Steve and I were in Vienna, Virginia at some mall, and and we're like, is this going to work? Like, I don't even know, because there was no store. And Gateway had those stores, so I, we didn't know. So Steve left, and Ron and I flew back to Glendale in California, <clears throat> and I remember the night before, it was like 3 in the morning, and Ron and I are like, I don't know. Like, it could be the biggest failure on the face of the earth. What, another gateway store? Just what we need, you know? And and so we went to bed and we woke up and I said, I'll meet you over there at 6. And at like 6.15, people started lining up. Oh, wow. wow. And by like the time the store opened, the line was already out through the parking lots. Like, everyone, we were like, it's going to happen. How did you guys celebrate? We worked. <laughs> <laughs> we don't uh, it was all it's all about the work it, it, I don't know how to explain it but at the end of the day it's all about the work and we were just so proud that we created this thing that was really super successful and so how did you guys end up because the, the Apple store feels so different from any electronic stores that preceded it it feels really different from other inline retailers in malls where did you come up with sort of the all being around these high tables? It's not this feeling of the... Well, you don't remember the first stores then. Wait, so the first store was in Vienna, Virginia, you said? One was in Tyson's Corner, Virginia, okay. and Glendale Galleria. And the tables were sort of kidney-shaped Corian. And they were Corian because you could scratch... Like, if you scratch it, you could buff it out. And we knew that the consumer would pick up the phone and hit it or somehow, and there would be nicks if it were wood. So we just did Corian. And it was really sort of just a unique shape to be putting in a store at the time. Nobody was doing that. It's a sexy shape. Exactly. And it was a welcoming shape. Yeah. And it was open. The stores were very open. So you, when you came in, you felt like you had this breath, like you weren't packed in this space. And we really wanted that. There was a whole discussion about should we put boxed merchandise on the floor because the gateway stores had boxed computers on the floor. And we're like, no, no, because we don't want it to feel like that. We want it to feel like every consumer is having a special experience with the product. But so I guess, you know, broadly, Apple's competitors never made the big play into retail that Apple that Apple Because did. Apple's ex- it's expensive. Retail's expensive. But would it have paid off for them if they had done that? Or is it something about Apple's brand that makes this strategy right for Apple and not for others? It was like the perfect storm because Apple had a huge sense of community. Like, they had community before Facebook had community. They had devoted people that would have like cut their arms off to like experience the first Apple product. I mean, that's how fanatical these people were. That's how it's always been. So it was perfect. You know, it was the perfect storm. And then to come into this place and have it be so entertaining, uh, I, you know, I don't know because Apple's also a vertical computer company. They make everything. So, you, you know, Microsoft has stores. It's, I don't know. Is there anything you learned from that experience that changed the way that you do your job forever? Yes. Worry about the top line and the bottom line will take care of itself. Hmm. And I think that's the biggest problem in retail today. Everyone's trying to cut it down to like how the minutia of the business, instead of thinking like big, 
you've got to think big. And if you don't have the money to think big, it's a problem. Hard Pass is produced by Ben Riskin. Our cover art is by John Fulton, and the music you are hearing is by Aaron Leader. 